Mary pondered these things in her heart, pondered the experience of bearing Christ in her womb. And I'm going to read this to you to maybe spark some thoughts in your mind about that. This is what one theologian kind of says. He says, Know that in no way does Mary understand everything completely from the first moment onward, but has to work away tirelessly in order to understand all these overpowering ideas as well as she can. For this, she has one basic experience. She was told she would conceive a son, not by man, but by the Holy Spirit. And behold, she, the virgin, conceived. And this son was described to her as the Son of the Most High. How was a Jewess to understand that Yahweh had a son? But the fact of her pregnancy was there. The incarnation is a fact on which she continually, and she, she was continually to ponder without comprehending it. The experience. And so, for me, it's kind of like three different stages, experiences in motherhood. There's the moment of conception where you find out that you're pregnant. There's that time where the baby's really growing and the baby bump is there. And then there's the actual birth. At the time of conception, when I asked my sister-in-law, back when she was pregnant a couple of times, it's like, it's hard to wrap your head around that it's real. You know that it is because the test or the doctor has confirmed that you are in fact pregnant and there is life inside of you, but there's not immediate awareness except maybe some morning sickness, the side effects, but you don't feel the life within you yet. And so maybe you make some changes to your life. You cut alcohol out right away, maybe take out caffeine. Maybe you move a little bit differently because you're trying to protect that life, especially in the first trimester, for fear that something might happen. Maybe you start to get some things ready for the day that the baby's going to be born, but it's not a drastic shift in your life yet. But then the baby starts to grow, and everybody can see. Now you've announced it to everyone, and there's physical growth, and now... All of the above is still true, the no alcohol and getting things prepared, but now it's a bigger shift, right? When you get big, now the way that you walk changes, the way that you move changes, but also the way that you think, the way that you go about things changes because now this life is real. You can feel that baby inside you. You can feel that baby kick. You know that there's a life inside of you. It's real. It's not just an idea anymore, but it's not personable yet. Maybe you know the sex, but you might not have a name yet, but you definitely don't have a face. It's not quite there yet. And then there's the birth, where you then see the face of your child, and they have a name. They're a person. And now they have real demands on you, because it's a relationship, a real relationship between mother and child. Jesus was born of Mary in Bethlehem for the sake of being born in the hearts of all people. This is what the teachers tell us. This is the birth of faith in our life. The experience of faith, to me, 
in what I don't know anything about, pregnancy, parallels that experience. That there's a moment of conception of faith in our life where we give the yes, I am a believer in God, I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, I believe. And maybe that makes some slight changes in our life. Maybe we make sure that we come to Mass, we pray once in a while. It changes a couple of things, but that's about as far as it goes. Then there's faith that grows. And when faith begins to grow, now it's just not an idea that I say yes to, this idea of God, this idea of Jesus born in Bethlehem, but now it's something more. It's real. Now this really starts to shift the way that I think about other people, about the world. It starts to shift because of the reality of faith in my life, that it changes the pattern of what I do in every day not just coming to Mass on Sunday or praying once in a while, but it starts to make a shift in everything that I do. Then there's the real birth of faith in our life, which is the ultimate goal, which is faith is no longer just an idea or even something that just shapes our moral life, but it's actually a relationship. We know God. We seek His face in Jesus. And it's a relationship that we have with him, and we happily accept the demands that come from the Christian life and our life with God. This is the experience of faith that we're called to grow into. And as Catholics, we're probably culpable far too often of just the idea of faith. We can talk about a lot of teachings that we have, the way that you were taught to pray, the things that you were taught to be true in the life of faith, but can we articulate our experience of faith? If somebody wanted to ask you, what's it like to be Christian? Oh, well, I pray my Our Father, I pray the Rosary, and I go to Mass on Sunday. No, what is it like? What is the experience of being Christian for you? Because that's what it is. It's an experience, it's not just an idea. The ideas help flesh it out after, just like Mary, as we heard in that quotation. What Mary had for herself was the experience of conceiving by the Holy Spirit and bearing Jesus in her womb, and she had the opportunity to ponder this experience without ever having the hope of fully comprehending it, because she's not God. But see, this tells us something very important about our life of faith and the experience of faith. The angel Gabriel comes to Mary and doesn't tell her, there will be a child born in you. He says, there will be a child born from you. What's the difference? Child be born, to be born in you could be seen as God is doing something to Mary. But a child being born from you is that God is doing something through Mary, with Mary. This is the way that God works in our life. This is the way that grace works in a life of faith. It's not something that's done to us. It's something that's done through us. Mary gives the Son his humanity. 
that when she looks at the face of Jesus in the manger, she sees her own face in the way that we look and say, oh, he looks just like mom. And then in that, she contemplates the presence of God. See, Mary was prepared and she said yes to God so completely that she gave birth to Jesus in the world. What God is trying to do through us is he's trying to prepare us so we can do the same thing. Mary is the model of the life of the church. And so each one of us is called to be like Mary in the way that we are so prepared to receive Christ and give birth to him in the world. God chooses to do things not to us, but through us. And the reason that we draw together into the church is to allow God to prepare us so that when the priest says the Mass has ended, go in peace, we give birth to Christ in the world. That's why the primary reason that we come to the church is not to pray. You can pray anywhere, anytime. That's what you're told all the time. The primary reason that we come to the church is the sacraments, is the Eucharist, is confession, marriage, and baptism. Because this is what God is doing for us to prepare us in order to bring birth to Christ in the world. You come to the church to pray because only here you can find the tabernacle and the Eucharist, our Lord, brought to us in a very similar way as Mary conceived in her womb. So, because this is also the new year, how are you going to ponder the experience of the Christian life? Have you ever paused long enough to think, what is it like to be a Christian? I always have to ask couples preparing for marriage, what about being Christian makes your life different? How does it change the way that you live compared to your neighbor? How is your experience of life different than someone who doesn't believe. And if it's not, maybe we're still at just that conception phase where our faith is an idea, which is fine. But know that there is an infinite possibility of growth beyond conception into birth that God is offering to us in our experience of faith. Ponder at the beginning of this year, ponder the experience of faith. Ask God for the grace that that experience might grow. And then, how are you going to strive to live that in your Christian life?